Welcome back, everybody, to They Didn't Tell You podcast. Wow, it's been a minute. And when I say a minute, it's been months, like well, well more, um, much more longer than I had anticipated on taking to come out with season three. But, you know, here we are. I promised it was going to come out in September and here we are in September. And so we're back. Season three, episode one. This episode is called More Than a Woman. Um, and we're going to get into what the topic is about in just about a second. But I want to introduce um, my guest that I have on this week. Her name is Tammy. She's no stranger to the podcast. She's been on the podcast before, um, but she has her own IG page, RNB Agenda, which is why I had to have her on for this week's topic because we're talking very heavily about RNB music, a specific, particularly a specific artist. Um, Aaliyah, of course, which is why we have the title More Than a Woman. So Tammy, please reintroduce yourself for everyone who, um, who knows you and then introduce yourself for those who do not. All right. I'm so happy to be back with my Tiffy um, here at They Didn't Tell You podcast. Um, I am Tammy. I am a music connoisseur, music enthusiast. Um, I write about music. I write about Black culture. So I'm also a freelance writer. Um, and yes, I have an R&B uh, publication called R&B Agenda. Um, and, you know, we're still in our beginning stages, but we get in there. Um, and so you can find us at R&B Agenda on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and so that's R in the letter N B Agenda. And I'm just so happy to be here and excited to talk about music. You know, I'm, I'm excited to talk about it, too. And I'm excited to have it to be the first episode. But I just realized because I'm just getting back in the swing of things, I don't even think I introduced myself like I typically do <laughs> at the beginning of my episodes. I'm listening to Tammy and I'm like, wait, did you even say who you were? No, I didn't. I'm legally black. Welcome back. <laughs> and then I'm just going to leave it at that. And then I'll go through all where you can follow me later on because we're just going to get into it because I want to talk about Aaliyah. I want to talk about her music. I want to talk about the hiatus. Um, I want to talk a little bit about her uncle. We gonna also talk about the man that's on trial, just a touch, a tad a bit, because that's also part of the story. Um, Tammy and I were just talking about that before we got started recording too. Um, so let's just get right into this episode, y'all. Tammy, tell me, sis, do you remember um, how you were first introduced to Aaliyah's music? And let us know a little bit about your experience at that time. Oh man, um, I really grew up a music lover, like hardcore. I loved all kinds of music. Um, if I were to think about like, you know, and being introduced to Aaliyah period, it was just always that signature swoop that stood out to me, um, her dance moves. And so of course, you know, going all the way back to like age ain't nothing but a number and just all the songs that came on the radio. Um, I think if I were to think about an introduction, cause you know, I didn't grow up with cable. It was definitely <laughs> the radio. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The radio, it was definitely Hot 97. You know, we from the Tri-State. So um, Hot 97 for sure. Um, and just really like, I don't know if y'all remember, I'm sure y'all do, uh, putting the, the set in and waiting for a song to come on so you could record it mm -hmm. <laughs> and that way you could play it back and you could memorize it so I know for sure that it was by radio that I was introduced to Aaliyah mm. oh, how old would you say you were at that time 
Man, uh, let me think. Um, I probably was like young, like I want to say, I can't even remember what grade I was when she passed away, but um, do you remember Tiffany? Cause yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's been, um, it's actually been 20 years since she passed this year. So I think 13. So I think I was just a freshman in high school. Right, right. Okay. So I was in middle school still, but like my last year of middle school, Mm -hmm. but I definitely feel like I had to be introduced to her maybe two or three years prior. So I want to say 11, 10 um, is when I really got introduced to Aaliyah. Okay. Okay. So Tommy, like, I know you, you talked a little bit about when you were introduced to her, her style and stuff, but what did you really like about her music and her artistry? I know you said you're dancing and things, but what else did you really like about her? I think as a music lover and especially one that like sung and I was in choir and I was like, so anyone who like grew up singing, you just were trying to emulate who you heard, you know? And so for me, it was definitely um, at my young age, the vocals that stood out. I think specifically, it was like the, the, the music videos, like Aaliyah's music mm-hmm. videos were always on point. Mm-hmm. Like, um, we need a resolution was like, like one of my faves, faves. from her. Yes. Yes. It's really like, for whatever reason, that song, that music video really stands out to me. Like, I just always remember that music video. So, um, those are things that definitely stood out to me. Um, from her as an artist and just kind of like, you know, you kind of want to be, the singers that you see out there especially as like again someone who uh, grows up singing like you're like in your mind replaying what she does you're trying to be her you're trying to act like you in a music video you know you're pretending word you're, you're pretending you're singing in the studio and mm-hmm. you're closet, like you know so so looking at all of the artists the r&b artists who are uh out at that same time like she was just one amongst the many that for me, I was trying to like emulate coming up. You know, for myself, I would say what I liked about a lot about her was that she had that tomboy. She was a girl who could do both. She could be classy, sexy, sweet, demure, but she could also go very, you know, rugged, baggy pants, you know, but I also just, I, I love that about her because for me growing up, I wasn't really sure where I fit in. If I was, I wasn't a girly girl. I wasn't really a tomboy. I was somewhere in the middle and I wanted to be a girl who could do both like Aaliyah. And I think as I've grown up, I've really kind of have come into a place where I can, I am a girl now who can do both. I could say, you know, my boyfriend's hooked me up with a lot of sneakers and a lot more streetwear stuff. And that has really given me like a lot of the Aaliyah vibes lately. I'm like, wow, this is who I always wanted to be is this girl who can put on a hill, you know what I mean? And then throw on some sneakers at the same time and some sweats. Actually, um, when you think about all of the styles that we see now on Instagram, right? Like, Aaliyah really, like, she really, like, put her stamp down on us. Yes, she did. Culture. Like, for the ladies especially. Like, I mm-hmm. didn't really grow up being, like, a tomboy, but coming up, like, and having that love for sneakers, because, that you know, when, by the time you get in high school, everyone's getting, like, you know, the Jordans and like all the different, that's what you want, right? You want the flight jackets, you want all of that. Um, but as girls, like, you know, we were kind of like taught like, no, you don't dress like that. But I really kind of do feel like Aaliyah really did contribute so much. Her fashion sense contributed so much. And I mean, 
it still lives on today for sure. Absolutely. Do you think that's why many of us, like her style and fashion sense is what made us really gravitate towards her growing up? That kind of like, I feel like she kind of liberated a lot of us in a sense with our style. Yeah, I I absolutely think that um, her, again, her signature swoop, her hair swoop Mm -hmm. alongside her fashion sense and the style and just kind of being like, I'm going to let my jeans sag a little bit and I'm going to wear the bralette or the the sports bra and come out and with that natural beauty too. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. I'm still going to, you know, put a stamp out there and make a name for myself. Like if you look at the rest of the R&B artists that were out at the time, like they weren't doing what Aaliyah Mm -hmm. was doing. There was no Mm -hmm. one else. Um, She just really stood out for sure. Doing something different always puts you ahead, right? Like it always Mm -hmm. makes folks gravitate Mm -hmm. towards you. And at that time, no one else was wearing sports bras and letting their boxers show as as a Mm -hmm. young girl or whatever the case is. So she definitely like stood out, but she also knew how to like switch it up. And before she passed away, we did kind of see her change a little bit. Like she did kind of Mm -hmm start wearing the heels and start doing, I, I just remember her last appearance on 106 and Park and she had that all white one. Those are, those are the things that definitely, like when I think about like, even like the last memories that I have of her, like even like being in the Rock the Boat video, it was, it was no longer the baggy jeans. It was mm-hmm. no longer square. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No. Um, what I'm thinking, what I guess what I'm also wondering too, from your point of view is like, why do you think that she still has a hold on us? Or And then also kind of looking at the, the R&B artists that are out now, no Normani, when she came out with Wild Side, it was a, it was a big deal. People were like, you know, even her uncle, Leah's uncle was like, you know, you could have asked for permission, blah, 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 whatever. But the the music and the undertones of that song was very Aaliyah-esque. Even the style of the music, uh, her um that she had in the in the music video too kind of gave some Aaliyah vibes and she even admitted that it was influenced by Aaliyah and that she is very heavily influenced by Aaliyah she's a part of our generation too that grew up with this woman as well so what do you think it is that that really has us and a lot of these artists still holding on to her do we really think that she should have asked for permission to (laughs) oh you want to start there (laughs) that's that's a real question though right mm-hmm. you know what I mean it We're is really talking about um paying homage to, to folks like mm-hmm. nothing in this world is like an original idea um and so then looking back at those who influenced us coming um up and then paying homage to them like mm-hmm. you know what I mean so just wanted to kind of throw that out there but um I really do feel like we were cheated mm. of seeing who and who Aaliyah was um, going to be in terms as an artist Mm -hmm. and how much more she was going to give us. I agree. Because we were cheated there, we absolutely continue to just hold on to the, to, I want to say like the memories, even though we didn't Mm -hmm. know personally, right. Um, But we absolutely hold on to the music because that music is just, nostalgic for us music speaks to us in so many different ways and so when we don't 
when we don't want to lose that connection from an artist that happens to have passed on, sticking to their music is super duper important. But I do feel like, you know, we were cheated of seeing, um, you know, where she was going to go with her career. Aaliyah was only 22. She Literally. Was only 22 when she mm-hmm. passed away. So mm-hmm. if you think about it, that's wild. It that is, is wild. wild. You know, I don't really think we even put it into perspective of how, how absolutely wild it really is um, yeah. that that's it. Just a you know, 22 years old, we're all just getting started with a lot of things. Thinking about where we were at 22, we're just getting yeah. started. We were, we were still in college. Yeah. Some of us still trying to figure out life. And this young woman was well into her career at, about to, you know, take off in a, in a different direction. Because I think this, her last and final album, um, Aaliyah, the one that she did before she passed, was like where she talked about this is where she's really trying new things with her vocals. She's trying new things, different things musically. You, you, you can hear Timbaland all over that too, over that album as well. But it's like, you're yeah. right. It's like, damn, there was more to come. Yeah. And I was really looking forward to that too. There was absolutely more to come. Um, and I think just as fans, like just remembering those final moments, like you know, remember uh, uh, MTV used to have like the the making the vi- the music video episodes and yes, I, I forgot about that. that. Yeah, I remember that episode. while watching and and just being so like enthralled with Aaliyah, right? Like watching them make um, more than a woman, which is like one of my favorite music videos by Aaliyah, as well as Rock the Boat. Rock the Boat. There's just something so refreshing mm-hmm. about hearing that intro. When that intro mm-hmm. come on, you're like. Ooh, it takes you back, right? Yes, it and does. So, Honestly. Again, just anytime you hear Aaliyah being reminded of her presence, being reminded mm-hmm. of how sweet she she really did come off to us yeah. all, how like, you know, how relatable she was to us all. And so again, I feel like because we and I'm, I might just be speaking for everyone at this point, and it may not be the case for most folks, but I feel like we were cheated of seeing where her career was going to be and how much more music we were going to get from her. No, absolutely. And, you know, I think for me, I'm not, I don't stand a lot of artists because per, their personalities sometimes don't always align up <laughs> with what they do musically. Yeah. But when you mentioned, when you just said that she was so sweet, I think that's one of the things that I gravitated towards her a lot because I I liked the idea of being that sweet kind of girl that's personable that is likable doesn't have to be liked by by everyone but is likable enough that you can feel like attached to her in some kind of way and I think that you know that really really resonated to me that she can she can do that across her music and interviews just her presence just brought like a sweet vibe it's different um I'm glad you said that because that's really what that's the perfect word for her she was a sweet woman I feel like that's an auntie's word too um like I'm so sweet we are aunties we are we are aunties because she really was it really sweet it's like when you think of someone who is sweet in that way you you can see someone like her that's that's who I envision I don't really think of there's a lot of artists right now that I can think in that same way that I can pop into my mind I think it's like that Maybe Zendaya a little bit. I when I think about someone who like who just comes off like pure and like Mm -hmm. sweet, the first person I think about is like SZA. Like SZA's like oh yes, she does. Yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. And like doesn't Mm -hmm. like you know it's not everything isn't 
like business, sometimes it really is like, guys, this is how I'm feeling right now. And, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I think about like a SZA or like- Oh, you're giving me Jasmine Sullivan too. She's popping in my mind as well. Jasmine is definitely humble and, and sweet for sure mm-hmm. as well. A little yeah. bit more, you know, on the wild side. <laughs> I'm love. I'm loving um, that for her. <laughs> we love that. Um, but I, I do think though, Aaliyah would have gave us that because I was going to ask you that question. Yeah, even if you think about going all the way back to like AJ, nothing to like mm-hmm. um, Aaliyah, the you know the last album that we got, like she, you hear it in the music, mm-hmm. rock the boat, like. Mm-hmm, we ain't talking mm-hmm. about rocking an actual boat. We're we talking <laughs> about rocket, you know, knocking some boots. You know, she or was definitely headed like, that way. Yeah, even even more than a woman, right? Mm-hmm. Even more than a woman. And just just the things that she was uh talking about in her music. She was definitely you could there was that maturity that was coming out. She was almost like, you know how like Chloe and Hallie are like separating yes. now. Yeah. They're going through that transitional phase mm-hmm. of reminding us that they're no longer these like young little kids, mm-hmm. but they're actually grown women. Yes. Um, I feel like Aaliyah was absolutely giving us that like, okay, mm-hmm. I gave you all the sweetness. I gave you all the softness. Mm-hmm. Now, boom, here I am. Like, you know, so. Get into it. Yep. Get into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, you know, this may be a little bit of a, a Debbie Downer moment, y'all. So I'm sorry, but, you know, I want to know from you, Tamar, where mm-hmm. were you or kind of where were you in your life or age wise? I think we kind of talked to you in your last year of middle school when you but where were you specifically, if you can recall, when you learned about Aaliyah's passing and did it affect you in any way? And if so, what way? Um, I So the day that she died, I believe was Sunday. And so. I was in church and um, I don't know how my friend in church found out that Leah passed away. Cause you know, we didn't have no cell phone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> we didn't have Instagram to give us like instant news. Um, but I just remember her being like, oh my gosh, I just heard that Leah passed away. Pray for her, pray for her. And I was like, what? Like, I, I just remember just seeing her on 106 and Park. And, um, you know, there's something hard to understand about death. And, and yeah. so at my age mm-hmm. and as the, you know, one of the things that I've dealt with my entire life is anxiety. Um, and so sometimes with anxiety, you think about the same thing over and over Dang. and over. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at my young age, and I mean, still at my big age now, you know, <laughs> I still try to comprehend death mm-hmm. and it's just something that I don't feel like any of us can really comprehend like wow why did why did that have to happen like yeah you know, wow like what if she didn't step on that plane yeah like what if you know what if these things maybe what if her flight changed like we mm-hmm. don't know right and so um I feel like as a young and those were definitely things that were going through my head like what do you mean she passed yeah. away she we just saw her like she just put out these new videos we we just saw yeah. her mm-hmm. you know um and so I feel like those were definitely the first things that came across uh my mind for sure learning that she had mm-hmm. passed away. I would say for me I went through a process where I, every time I heard her music I was just crying all the time 
in my room with my door closed because I didn't want my mom panicking like what's wrong with my daughter but I think I went to through a process like you too where I was like I don't really I don't really get it what do you yeah. mean she just she just flew back she was flying back from the Bahamas from recording the music video for rock the boat like I'm like I don't I don't understand and even when um when the video finally came out because it took some time before they released it Every time, you know, this this sort of like the intros of certain music, how you said rock the ball that takes you back to a place, it, it brings me back to a place emotionally where I remember just feeling yeah. so sad. You know, it was a beautiful video, but I remember feeling like so down watching it that I was just like, yeah. I, 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 I can't understand. And then, yeah. you know, you start doing your, you know, once you get older, you start Googling things, start doing your research and realize that that wasn't the plane that was supposed to take her. The plane was, it had too much equipment on, it had too much this, it had too much that. Allegedly, you know, the, or not so allegedly, the pilot was was drinking or on drugs or whatever they, they were saying what was going on. All these different things happening. You just kind of, as, as you're growing up, you start thinking like, oh, all these little pieces had to fall in place, not perfectly, but like in the way, in a manner for something like so, something so tragic to occur. And you're right. I did start going through the what ifs. What if they didn't put all the equipment on? What if they said the pilot was smarter to say it's too many people? I don't care what you want to do. The answer is no. What if? Yeah, yeah, Ooh. yeah. It's and I, I don't know if you remember. I remember the special like 106 and Park episode that happened and. Um, just kind of everyone it was like being one it was like you know how live 106 at Park was yeah right? like, it was like a funeral it was so quiet it was so quiet and um I remember even when um I Miss You the video came out how each time it played I would just get super sad and mm-hmm. you know there's something to be said about us as fans being so connected to whether that person is an artist, whether they are an actor, like thinking about Michael K. Williams, who just passed away, thinking about uh, Nipsey and and, all these individuals who passed away and how connected Chadwick Boseman, how connected, you know, we felt to them, like, even though we didn't know them, like the presence, their presence Mm -hmm. on earth was felt, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? The the artistry, the, the... the the music whatever you know gift they they had was given to us for for us and a part of it is to also for our nourishment for us to enjoy for us to get through certain I mean music is so powerful music is. is so powerful and and so um having to deal with with realizing that someone who gave you all of that you know is now gone I mean at a young age yes it's it's not easy and I mean someone could probably listen to this and be like but you didn't know her and you know girl you know leave leave us alone (laughs) yeah you didn't know her but like again bringing it back to like Michael K. Williams who you know we didn't know him but the, Mm -hmm. the roles that he played like the, mm-hmm. what what he has added to the culture and that mm-hmm. goes the same for Aaliyah what she has given to the culture yes um, is extremely like it, we could never take that for granted in my opinion at all you know there's a there's an artist that um I follow on on Instagram um I think it's Sasha Martoni I think her name is I believe that's the last name but she was pregnant and she recently passed away during childbirth and it, yeah, and it, it, 
impacted me. I'm like, I didn't get a chance to really purchase her stuff. Cause I was like, you know, I want to buy something original. I want to wait till I move so I can, you know, get her to commission something. I wanted to do all of that. And, you know, I look back and I'm thinking like it, it's happened maybe a few, few weeks ago at this point, but it, it is very like, wow, no, I didn't know her. I don't think I had to know her, but watching her draw seeing the artwork that she put out it did it meant something to me and it impacted me um and so I know there are people who are like I don't understand how you can feel whatever kind of way about people you don't know um you know that that's for them but I, I think it just means something different about those of us who can be connected to people in that way I think that's the beautiful thing about art in all of its forms um, that it just connects all of us. That's why I, I love going to museums. Um, it's, I love seeing exhibits. You you are connected to culture. You are connected to history. History yeah. is important, and that's what it's well, that's what it's really all about for me. Same thing for live music concert. I mean, that's, that's for me. I love going. It's, it, mm-hmm. And if it's intimate, even better. Better. Like, mm-hmm. You know, there's just this connection that you have. Um, and you know, it's not the easiest to explain the connection that you have to music as a music lover. Um, but it's just something that you're drawn to. It is something that, you know, can assist you in a number of different ways. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Man, music lifts you up. It can bring you down. It can make you angry. It can make you want to fight. It can make you want to break up with somebody. Absolutely. Like all of those things are, you know, I feel like too, when you go to the gym, if you, if you can't work out without hearing your favorite music. It's because it influences you and it impacts you, right? You can't yeah. you can't get a good workout without your headphones. You you try to run out and go do something, and you can't listen to your favorite podcast and listen to those artists speak to you. And you, it it, it's, it sets the tone for your day a little bit. It, it makes the tone different, is what I'm trying to say. Sure. Um, so yes, um, I want to get into the the bit of drama and contention around Aaliyah's music being omitted from digital platforms. It's been twenty plus years. Um, since her her final studio album was released, but I feel like we've been waiting just as long to see her music videos, purchase and stream her music. And a lot of people who have had it on CDs have been like, well, I've been good. You know, I've always had it on CD. I think I scratched my CDs up so bad. They all had to go in the trash. I couldn't. <laughs> I, I wasn't fortunate enough. I didn't take care of my CDs like that. They are ruined. Um, but I want to know, what is your take on the omission of Aaliyah's music? Um... I, I, there's so much to acknowledge when we when we think about the fact that her music has not been on any digital platform. Um, one is that um, her she was signed to her uncle, so there's two different things that were going on here. Um, her uncle owned the rights to that music. Um, her estate did not. And so that's two different things right there, her mom and her brother versus like the uncle, right? Um, Two is that the uncle and his label, they were not only holding her music hostage, they also screwed a lot of other artists that we know as well. Um, Mm -hmm. And that being JoJo, that being Tony Madison, that Mm -hmm. being Tank, yeah, and so, um, that's something to pay attention to or, or remember when, mm-hmm. when, as we go through this, right? Um, three is that, I mean, if you look at the uncle, he's like super duper, he's, he's not super duper old, but he's older. And so as an older man who, I mean, I don't know the makeup of his company, but 
they were the, like the only label that did not move to digital, you know? And so you do have to take that and you have to think about that. Like, think about that coworker that you used to have that was mm-hmm. older who was to- Don't get me started. Go. Don't trigger me to my, don't trigger me saying, almost called you, don't trigger me. <laughs> refused to let go of those paper copies when all you wanted to do was scan them and shred the paper, right? Um, and so <laughs> when you think about that and you take that into account as well that was also to hold up with with moving a lot of of the music to digital um he claims you know that he was holding on to the music because you know it was so precious to him and you know he wanted to let her legacy live on but you don't let her legacy live on by holding her music hostage um Mm -hmm. he also shares um on a billboard interview that you know he didn't release it because the mother was so sad by the loss of her child and why, you know, he didn't think that she would want to hear, you know, her child's music because it was just so traumatizing the loss, you know, losing the child. I mean, he, that's his, that's his sister. And so he claims that she didn't want the music to be out there. Um, but, you know, it, it's been a, a very sad battle, you know, between the two, but mm-hmm. I think again, it's just important to pay attention to like who you're signing to. And if we're talking yes. about mm-hmm. back in a day, like 90s, mm-hmm. 94s, you know, he was in the industry. He dated Gladys Knight at one point. He managed R. Kelly. That was that connection right there, mm-hmm. um, you know? And so there was a number of different things um, and a number of different uh, roles that he played because then he moved on to managing Aaliyah. Um, and so, again, just looking at back in the day when everyone was getting screwed over when they were signing, you know, their contracts and uh, that of the sort, we have to take that into account as well. Um, I was watching an interview with him on Billboard and he was like, yeah, you know, he, he brought up P. Diddy like, yeah, I really look up to him. And I want to be like, I'm sure you do. I was literally thinking in my mind, he was giving very Diddy. Yeah. <laughs> sure you look up yeah, sure you do. <laughs> Holding on to people's music, you know. Come on. Screwing them over. And stuff. Yes. But, but um, yeah, I mean, th- th- these are things to really take into account. And I mean, the thing that really stuck out to me was like, it wasn't just Aaliyah that he screwed over, you know, it was, it was Jojo going through a long, long battle to very long, get her masters back and then re-upload them to digital mm-hmm. platforms. And I mean, she still talks about now there's certain songs. If you stream it, she doesn't get a penny because she didn't own it, you know? And so uh, that would had to, that really had to do with a lot of the delay that we saw mm. in, you know, getting the music here. And I mean, the music is here now because of the deal that he made uh, with a separate, you know, uh, organization or separate uh, label uh, that that is now releasing, you know, her music, but even the estate is still speaking against yes. it because they don't earn a dime. Mm-hmm. You know? you know off of the the music that is streamed or purchased and they have no clue they they don't they don't believe he's being transparent about how much he has made over the course of the years and so it's unfortunate because they are family they are family it's it's just super duper unfortunate and I think that's the part that 
that disturbs me the most as somebody who deals with familial issues in um, drama. It's almost like you would expect an uncle who managed his niece, who quote unquote, wants to be mindful of his sister's feelings that in this moment, when it comes time to releasing his niece's voice, his sister's daughter's voice, um, that he would include them in the conversation that this will be, that they will be sitting at the table and to know that this is still, there's still some backhanded things going on. It kind of still puts like a, a little bit of a damper on the release of the music. And then, you know, for me, I didn't recognize or realize that when Aaliyah's music was coming out, that everybody else's music was coming out. So I had no idea that all those, all those albums were being held hostage. Um, I even saw Tank, I think, posting something saying basically, you know, his, his, albums now that they're coming out are not even receiving their prop the appropriate kind of like a promotion to like say hey this is out hey this is now available and that even being an issue and it just makes me think of just I understand now why a lot of artists choose in- to go independent why they struggle so hard on you know from the beginning on their own before they sign any kind of deal I, I mean I would think back to Megan Thee Stallion when she had her issues with-, with her deal when she tried to switch over when she joined Rock Nation it's just it's unfortunate is hell to know that there are people in this world who will allow you to go out sing rap do whatever have no real input or no real like you I I feel like Aaliyah is the star here I feel like all these artists tank Jojo Tony these are the stars here we listen for them and to know that if I stream some of their music that they won't get any money from it I don't know how I don't know how I feel about that it just makes me, it, it kind of makes me just not want to, I don't know if, how to, I don't know. How do you feel about that? I don't know how to feel. Um, I feel like it's a matter of how important it is to you to support that artist. Um, the one and only Miss Anita Baker mm-hmm. kept a thousand with us and got on social media and yes, said, she did. do not listen to my music until I get this settled. And I, and I, you know, own all of my masters, because if you listen to it now, I won't get a dime. And collectively, and I can't speak for everybody, but the responses was like, well, we ain't listening. Like, we mm-hmm. not, auntie said to wait, so we gotta wait. Don't wait. You know? Mm-hmm. And um, as soon as she got it figured out, which is literally, I feel like last week or the week before. Yeah, yeah. Back on social mm-hmm. media and was like, Boom, green light, y'all good to go. Like play to your heart's content. Yes, you did. Go ahead and clean on Saturday morning. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and so, you know, I think it's a matter again of how important Mm. it is to you as a fan. Mm. Um, and what you think, like uh, as much as we want to listen to the music, like are we really willing to support this man who, you know, has really done the estate like he hasn't done them well at all um and again bringing back tony braxton tank and jojo into the mix and and the fights that they had to go through as well like what's the right thing to do here as a fan and i just feel like i'm not going to tell anybody what to do you know what i mean but just certain things to keep in mind like when when you are purchasing music or and I'm not telling you to bootleg it either but yeah <laughs> you know I uh, it's just it's unfortunate I do hope 
that that family finds their peace, that there is a resolve. Um, you know, when he talks about it, he acts as though he has no issue, you know, mm-hmm. with them, and, but there's a clear issue there. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, and so unfortunately she's gone and she can't speak for herself, but I do think it's important for us to uh, think about all of things before we purchase and stream mm-hmm. and you know get all happy and stuff I mean it's a great it's great that we have access now you know yeah, to her music and that her legacy can live on but it's it's a double-edged sword in my opinion it is I, yeah it really is and and I hate that I hate that I was hoping that once it came out that we could just be like okay finally take a deep breath enjoy reminisce but it's still like there's still there's always something that has to hang over our head just says well before you enjoy that it's not we can't make it that easy for you I do Um, like on the other side of mm -hmm. things um holding on to the music and not releasing it if the family for sure was asking this right because yeah point it's not that the family was asking for him to hold the music for 20 years yeah um holding on a little bit does um help the legacy of the artist at times right I agree. um not necessarily the past music though right mm-hmm. i'm talking about unreleased mm-hmm. um songs or mm-hmm. projects um i think about the a couple of weeks ago i was uh, riding in my car listening to the radio which i never do <laughs> and um they were, uh, you know, they were talking about, you know, entertainment news and, and they, they reported that Pop Smoke's friend was quite upset at the label because they dropped everything. Like he didn't have any more music left. And mm. because if you listen to the radio, all we hear is Pop Smoke, right? Um, and he has contributed to, to, music heavy um and i mean repping new york and all of that and everyone's so proud you know that he's from brooklyn and stuff but now what do we continue to play those same 20 songs um or should the label have held on to maybe half of that and then in a couple more years give us another you know secret pop smoke album and then a couple more years give us an unreleased track or or, you know whatever the case is so I do feel like there's two sides here like if there's new Aaliyah music like that would be amazing and lovely to hear um, but I don't think coding hostage the past music that we've already all heard and it's super duper hard to find you know I don't think that's right either yeah I agree and I did hear that she does have a, a lot of unreleased music of course um, and that I, this now this may be a rumor, but I, I was reading up on some things and I read that her uncle was potentially tapping artists like Chris Brown um, and a couple of the male artists. Yeah, to to kind of it, Drake, I think, was one of them, too, because, you know, everyone knows Drake is like obsessed with her. Um, well, yeah, I don't I, I don't know. I haven't heard anything coming out from them, but I do know that those were the two artists that he only gave green lights to and mm. using some of her stuff because mm-hmm. um, there has been a couple of you know not necessarily mentioned but you know the, that Chris Brown song I forget the song but he has Aaliyah um oh the, the don't think they know you know remember that song oh don't think they yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, that's yeah. right that's right 
you know, that was something that was cleared. And it's like, where do you get that clearance from? Right. Yeah. For, <laughs> no, for real. <laughs> no, for but, real. Um, you could tell like he's oh. been super selective, you know, mm-hmm. about who he has allowed to sample her. And so it's going to be interesting uh, moving forward for sure. Very interesting. And I'm curious to see who he allows to use her music in the future. But again, this is where I'm like, where are the conversations with the family? If you really are this family oriented individual, if you really have no issues with the family, with the estate, if you really said, you know, bring them all to the tape, when, where are they in these conversations? And because I'm sure there are a lot of other artists that they have imagined in their minds that they want to see um, connect right. with, the, you know, I, I'm kind of just like, right. at what point in time? Yeah, it's so it's so much more even than that. Like, you yeah. know, movie placements, yes. show placements. Yes, like, yes, yes. Uh, continue to just let her legacy live on. Like, there's a whole bunch of missed yeah, opportunities. You, I didn't even think about movie placements and especially the movies that are about, you know, certain periods of time too in the 90s. Her music would have right. definitely had been as, I didn't even think about that. You don't even hear her music in yeah. movies and shows or anything. Right. I didn't even think about right. that. So it'll, it'll wow. open up a new avenue for, you know, when you think about mm-hmm. it, like the young folks, you want the young, I want my children when I got children. Me too. Know, this is Aaliyah music. Like this okay. Aaliyah, you know? Um, And so um, just. Mommy get in her bag when she play this album, y'all leave her alone. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, So at what point in time did you take notice that her music wasn't available to stream or purchase? Because I think for me, it wasn't until I moved into my first apartment that I was like, you know what? I'm living by myself. I think we graduated college and I was, I moved in with my best friend. And I was like, you know what? Let's, I want to listen to some Aaliyah today. Let me, why can't I find Aaliyah? I'm over here like, wait a minute. And I mean, it's years because in college, you're so, you're busy with other things. You don't really think about that music. And I think I probably still had her CD around that time too. And streaming wasn't, we had Napster and stuff like that. So we were still trying to, we were stealing music. LimeWire, you know, (laughs) so we kind of still had access in a sense. And then, you know, of course, Sony and all the other labels try to sue us and email us in college, like stop taking our music or else, you know what I mean? When I got those emails, I was like, okay, I think it's time for me to stop. But it wasn't until I moved out on my own where I was like, okay, it's just, you know, me, myself and I, I'm in my car, I'm in my apartment. I want to clean up to some good music. I haven't heard of Lee in a while. And I was just like, wait a minute, what you mean it's not around? And that's when I started doing some digging and said, oh no. So yeah. when was it for you? Oh man, I can't even remember when, but I, I definitely feel like when streaming started, I feel like Spotify was like the first platform that I was using. Um, and so not finding her was definitely a, you know, when you're working, full-time working, and you put your music on in the background, like, I definitely feel like those were moments for me where it was just like, hold up, I can't, I can't find her stuff. Or if you're putting as a playlist curator, right, if you're obsessed with putting together playlists, like you feel very bad about omitting Aaliyah from your throwback Mm -hmm. playlist, Mm -hmm. because her stuff just was not, you couldn't access it. You couldn't mm-hmm. access it and so yeah you were you were going to bootleg route and risking the health of your laptop <laughs> Literally. wait wait not the health of our laptops because we was the getting health of your laptop, your laptop. it's a possibility Ooh. that that joint might crash you know um so yes. you just really wanted to listen to the music I mean and thank god for like 
you know, different avenues where we, you could still get access to it. Um, and, you know, the radio every year on either, you know, the anniversary of her death or on her birthday would absolutely pay homage to her. And those were moments I think that were cherished. If you were out at a party and a DJ decided to throw her on, you know, those are moments that you cherish because you just knew you didn't really have access beyond Mm -hmm. that to her music unless you did it, unless you got it illegally, you know? Yeah. No, you're right. I'm, I'm looking. I am looking forward to sitting in certain black-owned establishments and hearing her music being played. Now, I'm just, I'm, I'm looking forward to brunches with her music being played. Absolutely. Um, I really, really am. So, how do you think right now this? Re- well, we kind of talked a little bit about it, but in general, maybe with our peers, maybe even with the younger generation, how do you think this re-release is being received with Leah's music and maybe even everyone else's music who they haven't heard in a long time? I think. Um the folks who are like around our age, but I mean, the, you know, the end of the eighties, <laughs> I, I don't really like calling us eighties babies. Cause we really grew up in the nineties. We did. Um, yeah. But the millennials, I think, and, and be, and up before us are absolutely excited about the re-release mm-hmm. of her music. And I, I think this is going to be an opportunity for the younger folks, especially with our platforms like TikTok and yes. Instagram. Real. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing a lot of the, back in the day songs come back to life because of TikTok, because of Instagram Reels. Um, It's going to be exciting to see how folks are using her music to create and be a creative. So I'm absolutely excited for that. Um, But I know for sure, speaking for my generation, we are ready to literally Mm -hmm. on rotation. I'm Mm -hmm. letting Alexa know right now, don't (laughs) When I say her name, you better, you know, get it right. Okay. The mix Mm -hmm. that you select better be on point. But um, just, I I really do feel like everyone's excited to finally have access. Can you imagine if like a Beyonce, God forbid, you know, passed away? Girl, I thought about that. And I mean, Aaliyah definitely didn't get to the height of Beyonce's career, what it is now. Right. But still someone as influential as a Beyonce passing away and all of a sudden all of her music is taken off of you know the platforms and we just if you don't have an album you don't have access yeah. you know like mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. And so and then being give like being having it handed back to you like that excitement is absolutely there whether you are a hardcore music lover or not I think just the nostalgia that is attached to all of her music it, it's definitely something that's exciting and folks are counting down until that final final release for sure definitely now my dog is in my room drinking his water mad loud he just buzzed in my <laughs> i was trying to mute myself for as long as possible Oh, I'm saying I don't hear. We don't hear because yeah, I was muting him, and then my dad had to come in to grab something. So now my door is open, and I locked him out. Long story short, if you hear him chewing his kibble or drinking his water, my bad. Now both our dogs about to be in an episode. The dogs, <laughs> the dogs are here. We okay. still home, y'all. Okay. <laughs> um. So I named this episode more than a woman because I really wanted to make sure that we highlight Aaliyah as that that she was just that she was more than just a woman and her staying power really proves that to us. And looking back, so looking back over the, the last 20 years, I know we kind of talked a lot about what Leah means to us, but 
when I when we think of her being of more than a woman, what is what do you think that means for you? Um, when I think about who she was as like an artist, um, mm-hmm. and and even like and relating it to myself and like to other women mm-hmm. out there as well, like I feel like you know there's a lot of expectations placed on individuals, and and I could just imagine as an artist the expectations that were there, um, and just letting it be known that I'm, you know, I, I am more than what you see, right? I'm more than, than what I might decide to show you. I'm more than what I might decide to give you. And so I think it was even great that this was one of her last singles, you know, before she passed away, because it's just a, a gentle reminder for like, maybe not as gentle, but like a strong reminder to us, you know, that her legacy is absolutely going to live on as someone who was able to show us what um, versatility means for a woman, right? Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And so, again, looking at her style that graduated or changed and transitioned, um, looking at the way in which what she was talking about changed. I mean, we got to see her grow up. Right, like it she really was did. pretty young when she released that first album, to when she passed away, we still were able to get at least seven years um, of her life where, where we got to kind of uh, witness and experience and be a part of. So I do believe, again, just taking it back to that versatility, I feel like that's what being more than a woman means like being versatile especially being a black woman right come on come on come on on. (laughs) reminding folks you know not to place their expectations on us Mm -hmm. reminding them that we could switch it up in a heartbeat and if I decide Mm -hmm. that I'm gonna put a you know wig over my locks or if I'm gonna wear heels today Mm -hmm. and a pair of ones tomorrow you Mm -hmm. know it doesn't matter like I'm still me I and and I'm allowed to do so Mm. I love that. Thank you. You summarized that perfectly. So let's get into some of her music. Um, I want to go over her three albums, Agent Nothing But a Number, One in a Million, and her self-titled album, Aaliyah. So let's start with Agent Nothing But a Number. And I think for reference, it's important for us to think about how old she was at that time. Aaliyah was only 15 when this album came out in 94. And I think we can all think about and in, in, in our minds see the cover art for that album as well of who's standing right beh- behind her, almost like lurking in the corner for this album. So I, I, Tamar, Tammy, I'm sorry, girl, I'm sorry. Tammy, take it away with, um, with this one. Maybe your thoughts about the album and then maybe some of your songs. Um, definitely music on here that... Uh lives for on forever you know some i'm not going to mention because of the featured artists that we are not supporting um but you know and we talked about this before we got on um and i'm gonna be honest the title of the album is a little cringe for me very Um, knowing all that we know um is super duper cringe However, um, we're still gonna, you know, like it, it's still important to kind of just highlight the ones that have made staples um, for us. Um, and so 
I love her her cover of the Isley Brothers at your best. Um, and so, you know, th there's a lot of um, just that's such a classic song. And so uh, the yeah. fact that she's able to cover it, um, great, great, great. Um, back and forth for sure. Oh, yeah. Huge one. Mm -hmm. um, these are all songs that we just loved. Um, I'm so into you. Just a lot of the songs that really like stand out. I mean, this was her debut, and it absolutely is unforgettable for sure. Absolutely. Um, I think sometimes when I when I sat back and, and recognized how old she was, I, how was I? I think at this time I was only seven. So I know for a fact I didn't hear this album at all. I hadn't heard one song from it. I think I started, like I said, I think I started really listening to Aaliyah maybe around that one in the middle, that 96, 97, close to 2000s when I really kind of heard her earlier work. But um, just thinking at 15 years old, like you said, the age of nothing but a number, it, it is very cringy of an album title. It is very, honestly, very cringy of a song too. When you look at the lyrics, I just had to pull them up real quick because I it's not a song that I go back to. I have to be honest, I don't go back to this song, but age ain't nothing but a number, throwing down ain't nothing but a thing. This love that I have for you, it'll never change. And it just kind of, it just makes me, we all know who I'm, who we're thinking of that she's singing this to, but it also, I think, did he write this song? Yeah. Yes, he wrote it, written by him. So yeah. it, it just, <laughs> yeah, I just, I guess I just, I hate this for young young artists who are taken advantage of, but young artists are taken advantage of not just in the music industry, but in, in a lot of industries um, as well. So, okay. I don't want to go down a, a dark path with it, but I do, I do think it's worth, like you said, it's worth highlighting that. I just look at the cover girl, like, put yeah. it, like just in the corner. Yeah. Um, okay. There's a, there's a lot of history in between, in between, you know, that time with that marriage, with a bunch of things going on that we're, we're here. We actually are, that are, it's, it's actually very interesting that her music is being released this year while this man is on trial. And a lot of things are being disclosed and are coming out right now about things that happened during this agent, but, but nothing era. That's yeah. kind of making you feel like, wow, you know, you, I look, you look at the music and I hear the music a little bit differently sometimes. I don't know if yeah. that's the same for you. Yeah. Yeah, it, it does feel a little different listening to. I mean, it's still nostalgic for sure. Of course. Um, I guess it depends on what side of the spectrum you stand on, because there are some people who can separate, you know, artists. Yeah, and true. Art. I am not one of those people. Me either. Um, I have it's hard listen to a Kanye album in a couple in a couple of releases okay but you know for mm -hmm. the other folks it is um easier mm -hmm. to do um I mean it's funny because even when all of the series were coming out about that unnamed artist um whom we shall not speak of <laughs> okay um, who shall not be named <laughs> who shall not be named um even when you know that series came out. I remember seeing on Twitter someone saying, "Like it's so interesting now because at at our young age, it was like, oh, like mm -hmm. remember, remember when it was found out that Elliot was dating said artist, and it was like, oh, oh my god, like you know, so excited. And then as you grow up, you're like, mm, 
wait, but wait, like she was 15, like what? <laughs> like, and so um, again, definitely a staple debut regardless. Um, but yeah, it makes it a little tough sometimes. Definitely does. Um, all right, let's move on to one in a million. Sis was 17 years old at this time. I think this is when many of us really, really got to learn her at this time. I was nine, so not much older. I don't think I really heard too much of her, but I probably heard her, her music and around, around from parents, my parents are older cousins playing her, but what, so tell me, what did you feel about the album and some of your favorite songs from this one? First of all, I just want to point out that the track list is long as hell, which yes. we love, right? Yes. yes, don't we don't we love a long track list? This was back in the day when they used to give us the more than a two minute R&B yes. song. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, a verse, a chorus, a verse, and a bridge. And, and, and yes, come on now. A little and hook. So, and, right. And so um, definitely just a staple, staple album like so many to list here um of course one in a million million, hot like fire was like let's stop let's stop right there hot like fire but the timbaland mix hot like fire i yes it is Mm -hmm. it it and um four page letter that was like a huge one right like four page letter um Again, uh, the one I gave my heart to, that one, I feel like um, the one I gave my heart to, wasn't that on the Anastasia soundtrack as well? I or think so. she did have a, a song on the Anastasia album. I'm not sure I'm lying. this one. I'm lying. It was Journey to My Past. Yes, I'm yes, lying. yes. yes. That's, that's what it was. But um, the one I gave my heart to absolutely was a staple as mm-hmm. well. This album was it. Um, and also, this is really where... Um, her uncle found Timbaland and Missy. They were like this mm-hmm. songwriter, songwriting, producing duo. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is when they kind of hopped on that Aaliyah boat and, and, and just really uh, formed a friendship at this point um, and really contributed to her music. And you can really hear the difference between the first and the second one as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a big difference. And might I also mention that this is when they separated from uh, working with the one who shall not be named. Not be named. <laughs> I mean, obviously nothing, I don't feel much cringiness stuff going on here. I, if anything, you could see like the maturity kind of coming out a bit in her music yeah. as well. Like If yeah. Your Girl Only Knew was probably one of my favorite songs from this album. It was yeah. very like, it, it, for me... <laughs> not that I wanted to be scandalous when I was older but it gave me very like well you know you know you know how we wasn't you know back in the days naive and you know you think about all the dudes who used to try to talk to you but had girlfriends even though it's, it used to happen to us too when we had boyfriends or guys are talking to and these girls are like well if your girl knew what you was up to behind her back you know that song was very ahead of its time for me I think it was definitely it was definitely ahead of its time, but we also spoke to the boldness of Aaliyah. Yes, yes. During a time where, you know, right now it's popular for us to like be shouting at the day brunch party, like, I'll take your man. man like, you know, it's girl. It's popular mm-hmm. now for mm-hmm. us to talk, you know, to 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 kind of talk our, you know, talk our shit or whatever. But like back then, I wasn't necessarily 
all the way the case. And, and it definitely started to become the case as we started to see other women artists like Foxy Brown, Little Kim, yeah. uh, and you just kind of mm -hmm. speak and speak boldly in their music. But to actually hear um, an R&B artist say like, if she knew what she was saying, essentially, if we were talking today in, in my DMs, like if she knew what she come was on, saying. Come on, come on, she knew you were sliding in. And now, now the Instagram got the delete feature. Now you trying to be slick with it. Right, and I'm screenshotting it. She would probably leave you alone, okay? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So um, definitely a staple song. Again, like just a lot of songs that really just were, they were it. Like when you think about albums, back then it was like song I mean how many singles are we looking at from that track list right a lot so definitely speaks to the album trying to count. Again, yeah speaks to the mm -hmm. to how great the album was and again speaking to the just amazingness of Timbaland and Nancy for sure yes yes it is yes it does and and so with this final self-titled album that Aaliyah came out with literally five years later yeah. Um, which actually, I don't think I actually recognized that it's, it was that large of a gap. This was my, I was entering my, well, when she came out with the album, I was in eighth grade, but when I really got a chance to go listen to it and buy it, I was entering my freshman year of high school. Um, but this is where I really fell in love with Aaliyah for, with her self-titled album. This is when I was really like stuck, like stuck, like glue with her. Um, so yeah. Tommy, uh, Tammy, what were your thoughts about the Aaliyah album? What, what were some of your favorites from this one? Because I got a lot. I would definitely agree with you in terms of this being the album that for whatever reason, that promo, first of all, that like that rollout. Yeah. That had, the rollout was amazing. Like mm -hmm. the rollout for this album was great. And again, that's what um, made losing her so shocking to us because they literally took us on this journey um, yes, where we got did. to see a lot of the makings of different aspects of that album and and so again the rollout was just so great she was on TRL she was on 106 we were seeing how Rock the Boat was um created we also got to see how More Than a Woman was created um and, and she just kind of took us along as she was promoing. And so we all knew like this great album was coming for sure. So I think that definitely added to it. Um, and then cherishing it even more because it came out after like she passed away, right? And so um, things that really, I mean, I talked about We Need a Resolution earlier and how that, okay. you know, that video for whatever reason just really sticks out to me uh we need a resolution uh rock the boat more than a woman i care for you um you know you got nerve i re i refuse that was my song Ooh, I, I got a funny story about i refuse child <laughs> in high school real quick story y'all story time real fast in high school and i went to a catholic high school and this guy he was a he was a brother brother dennis i'll never forget he let us all play a song from whatever album we wanted and people was playing like the most ratchet songs ever <laughs> somebody played i think fabulous grab your tits if you love or, or was it fat there at that time he was out around that time wasn't he is fat that old or maybe it was um fab i remember fab coming out when i was in eighth grade so then yes so then he was out then so that, that was somebody played then i was like oh my god brother dennis is letting them play this this music with all this tits and, and dicks and uh, what's the, what dennis. does everyone think 
Yeah, What's brother going Dennis. On, brother Dennis. Listen, brother Dennis ain't. Brother Dennis didn't return back to school to my freshman year, girl. They sent him back to somebody's uh, whatever to get rebrothered, brotherized. I don't know because he ain't never come back to my my high school again. <laughs> he disappeared. <laughs> he did. He after that year he was gone. I think people complained about him because he was just too open. But I decided to play. I refuse, and I remember people were looking at me like, "Why of all why songs? This? Why oh, she so- take this off?" <laughs> Why she hit this? Something. Let me tell you something. About R&B. Come on. Let me tell you something about R&B lo- lovers, okay? They always going to pick the ballad. They always going to pick the <laughs> slow song. And they going to they going they going to be like, "That's my song." And I'm going to stick beside it. And, and I'm going to stick beside it. And so when I, I'm not going to lie, when I listened to I Refuse for the first time, I started laughing so hard because I cringed like, yo, Tiff, you really did that in high school. Like you really played this. Is the, of all the songs from this album you could have played, you played I Refuse. But I still oh love that God. song. Go ahead, no. though. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. I I definitely, uh, again, I Refuse was, I love that song, I Refuse. Um but yeah, I just remember, I remember buying that album and just keeping it on repeat. Like it was like the last thing that we were holding on to, right? Um, and I mean, we did eventually, I feel like we did get a, um, yeah, we got I Care For You. Wait, I Care For You. Yes, we got I Care For You. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I got I Care For You. And I also remember playing that song back to back to back to back like just repeat 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 um just trying to hold on to the little bit of Aaliyah that we you know felt like we had left um and so yeah those albums were just again like when you talk about what makes folks want to hold on Mm -hmm. so bad like what makes them want to hold on to like you know Sade stuff with the people yeah. who are still alive what makes them want to hold on to Anita stuff what makes them want to hold on to you know people talk about like even artists who like I think about Blue Cantrell who may not have been like huge mm-hmm. right but had staple songs yes. Sunshine Asian, who had a staple yes. song and that connection that that's to that song and when you think about where you were when you heard that song and what it meant at the time because it was the biggest song out at that time like people are going to hold on to what they connect to so it's not a matter of them not being here anymore it's a matter of their music was great now we hold on a little bit tighter because they're not here anymore right but their music was great regardless and so i i do really think we all gravitate towards it because the music was good. It is good. It um, still, it still is. Yeah. It still is good. But mm-hmm. in addition to that, we're just holding, hanging on and holding yeah. on. We're grasping on to the memories. We're grasping mm-hmm. on to that nostalgic feeling that we're feeling, mm-hmm. you know, when we actually um, hear her music. Mm-hmm. And I, I think for me too, I'm actually trying to reattach, you know, Yes, going back to those nostalgic feelings of feelings of where I was at, but maybe even trying to attach new memories to this music now, creating new memories with this music. Um, because I feel like some of the some of the memories I have with them were very sad. I cried a lot to a lot of these artists because I was I was a very emotional child, girl. Um, very emotional, but um I wanna I wanna play this music now and 
feel something different versus just feeling like, damn, I was, I was really sad when I once heard this and going to like, oh, I was, I remember I was out on vacation now when I played this song and I, we had such a good time and I'm excited to, to do that. I, I know I want to, I know we, um, there's another song on here that I want to get into real quick that I do like, and it's not really spoken a lot about by people and it's loose rap. I really loved mm-hmm. loose rap. Loose rap was mm-hmm. one, I think for, of this entirely album, might have been one of my favorite songs by her period it was the, yeah. the song that I was looking forward to playing the most it wasn't a yeah. single it didn't do anything but it was something about her singing about being tired of the nonsense tired of the bs I think that's where I was at as a younger person like I'm trying to find my voice to say I'm sick and tired of this bullshit but yeah. Aaliyah came out with loose rap I said that that's how I feel I'm sick and tired of this stuff right here um, and so when she said that this album was really going to showcase her in a different light, it really did, but it also c- kind of showcased me in a different light too, of where I was in my life and who I wanted to become. Um, and obviously more than a woman's on here as well. And, and I love that song too. So yeah, I know you said you had some honorable mentions that weren't on her albums. What was one of them that you mentioned earlier? Yes. I don't want to be is like yes. my ultimate favorite Aaliyah song like Mm -hmm. I love that song and I I love when people cover Aaliyah songs as well and I just really enjoy when someone can give me a real good cover of I don't want to be like that that wasn't I think we said it was on a Romeo Must Die it was actually I'm looking at it now it's on next Friday Next Friday, mm-hmm. he had a couple mm-hmm. of songs on on some. Um, I mean, we can't forget "Try Again," which was on the no. Die soundtrack. Yes, um, and so she had. Some, I mean, she was being tapped in so many different directions. Mm-hmm. Um, and and just gonna throw it out here too. You know, the roles that she played in movies as well. And so being again being given some of those, um, some of those. The last movie that dropped, I forget the name of it but oh my goodness still, she was the queen of queen of the queen of, da- queen of the dams yes queen of the dams and and um again just having to relive the fact that uh the person's not here anymore but you mm-hmm. still see them on your big screen i TV, know like, in the movie like you know it's 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 still kind of a little bit rough but um it is. she definitely left her footprint left her mark here um and I think um she's gonna absolutely be someone we continue to talk about years to come oh absolutely um and I think it's worth mentioning too that that five-year gap that she took between one in a million and Aaliyah was because she was in movies because she was she was really booked and busy and I didn't even know that she was booked to be on the matrix as well right. I, I had no idea um, that right. she was cast of that and was really excited in that, about that because the, the Matrix um, as a, I, I forget what they would call that kind of thing. Um, I can't think of the right word, but just as a series of movies or maybe a saga. Is that what it is? I guess. Yeah. Look, some, y'all yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, but like it, it was such a big, um, such a big like movie experience for all of us we loved it and then when it came out with you know so many of them I I had no idea that she was supposed to be gracing that screen as well and so when I read that in the article I kind of felt like damn I feel like yet again we lost out like you said feeling cheated I felt cheated again a little bit um just a touch so 
we've talked a lot about Aaliyah, y'all. I hope you enjoyed the episode because I really, really, really wanted to make sure we gave our queen some flowers, um, continue to say her name um, out loud and make sure that we share her music and we encourage our, our younger generation to stream her music and listen to it once, if, and if they do feel comfortable doing so, given everything that is going on right now. But remembering that, you know, there are, and I think I think about something my mom used to tell me growing up. It's like, you haven't, Tiffany, you're going to see, you're going to end up losing a lot of people in your life. There's going to be a lot of celebrities that you're going to like that aren't going to be around anymore. There's going to be a lot of friends and, and, you know, realizing like, wow, that's actually happening and recognizing it's been 20 years since we've lost this woman. And, you know, it still feels like a great loss today. I think it's, it's nice to take time to, to recognize and appreciate um, some of the greats in our lives. And I'm, I'm thankful that I had you, Tammy, to help me do that today. Absolutely. And I mean, she's absolutely one of our greats for sure. Yes. Um, and I, I really feel the same way about the others that we've lost as well. When mm-hmm. we think about, you know, Left Eye and we think about mm-hmm. Biggie and we think about Tupac. And we mm. think about just mm-hmm. all of these artists that unfortunately their lives were cut short. Yeah. Um, and how much we still are we're just holding we're just clamping on holding on to their literally it just means that much more to Mm -hmm. us it and I really hate to hear people say like you know well if they didn't die would they be as you know would their music be as big like I don't think that's fair good music is good music and it's going to Mm -hmm. be acknowledged regardless um but we we do hold on that much tighter Mm -hmm. because they're they're just not here and we know that we won't ever get to witness you know more creative moments from them yeah absolutely okay so we're at the end of the episode and y'all know I love to do my song of the week but right now since we're all about Aaliyah I would love for you Tammy to you know pick your top three if you can if it's possible pick your top three favorite Aaliyah songs from us it can be from one album or three albums it could be whatever you want, but let us know what you would, uh, what you have selected for us today. Um, I miss you stands out. So, but there's something about, um, intros for me. So intros, if I hear like that, um, and it's all about just the musicality of it for me. So that intro I I miss you absolutely stands out to me. Um, I really, really love that song. I already said, um, uh I don't want to be which I is that even a, that's the name of the song right I yeah know. I don't want to be yeah, yeah, yeah or yeah. I don't want to yeah I don't, don't want to be yeah um and oh man uh it's so hard to just limit it to three but if I was to go for a third and again this comes back to the intro for me because mm-hmm. intros are just so I don't know just like that they, they intro no intro it, it really it it leads you into the music it yeah. like it's like it's but, like an usher they usher you in yeah, before the service yeah. yes and if I if, if I were to say like another song that's not a lyric related where I'm just like that intro is just real like it gives you like ah oh, mm-hmm. this is good it's like a Marie's why don't we fall in love right oh that yeah intro, yeah it's beautiful yeah that intro is just mm-hmm. really like uh, it's almost like just art right mm-hmm. it is art um so I would definitely if I'm taking that into a f- account I'm gonna say um rock the boat for me mm-hmm. um, but again just going back to like all the stuff that she um all or what she has given 
us, um, the one I gave my heart to, um, Are You That Somebody, again, yeah. another, another soundtrack um, list, like, you know, back back and forth, like, they're just hot like fire. I think we had both oh, yeah. standing over, like, mm-hmm. you know, and so <laughs> those are definitely um, faves for me. I agree. Maybe what I'll do is I'll, if anyone cares to want it, let us know if you let me know if you want this, but go over some of the songs that we both kind of highlighted that we really like it, put it all together. And one little quick little bite-sized playlist and y'all can pick it up from the link in my bio. If you want to see the songs that both Tammy and I really love Violia and just play those back and forth, no pun intended, but pun intended. Um, So um, yeah that's the end of the episode we episode one is down season three we are back tammy let us know where we can find you follow you support you anything please sis so you can find me two places one i mentioned that i am a freelance writer and so if you are on medium you can find a a, pretty much my up-to-date writing is on medium um and that is at tammy b writing with no g at the end um so t-a-m-m-y-b-e-w-r-i-t-i-n um and that's for instagram and i'll be talking a lot on twitter sometimes too uh, <laughs> and then if you are an r&b lover or an indie artist who just wants to share the music that you're working on and and uh what you want you know folks to hear or if you're just a lover and you just want to be put on to whether it's indie music or just kind of weekly new r&b release you can find me or find us r&b agenda at r&b agenda and that's r the letter n b agenda and we're going to help you you know keep r&b on your agenda Um, yes on instagram and twitter and I just want y'all to know, um, Tammy be putting me on to new releases all the time. I don't really, you know, some of us, we, we don't have the time to keep up with the Joneses, with everything. And I love that you created this outlet to keep up, keep me up to date. You cut me up to date with Ari Lennox coming out with her new song, Pressure. I didn't even know she was coming out with a new song. And I was like, look at R&B agenda, making sure that I'm in tune. So I appreciate yeah. you for that, sis. Please follow her. Please support her initiatives. And please tap in with her and communicate with her and engage with her on the social media platforms and read her stuff because my sis, Tammy, do be writing. Okay? Writing. Tammy be writing. Okay. Um, if you want to follow me, you can follow me at Legally Black on Instagram, the podcast at They Didn't Tell You. Things are changing. Um news to come soon soon come and outside of that i will talk to y'all soon it's been so real tammy thank you again i appreciate you girl i love you and um i'll see y'all back for episode number two bye-bye peace thank you so much